Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing well. So we are on this sort of spiritual journey. The last episode, I talked all about the idea of spirituality and connecting to your breath and really cultivating this wonderful sense of peace just by using your breathing and your breath. So we're still talking a little bit about spirituality and that inner peace allows us to really find hope despite chaos. And so this episode is a great great episode in about this idea of writing your own script and cultivating hope. Because when you love someone with an addiction, it can be really stressful. You can feel very hopeless at times. And this is so important for you to tap into your hopefulness because that's that one emotion, that positive emotion that is married amongst disappointment, anger, frustration, sadness, all those other negative emotions. And so hope is that one powerful positive emotion that we can really cultivate and it will help you tremendously. So inner peace really allows us to find hope despite the chaos that's going on around us. And spiritual, sorry, spirituality really allows us to increase our intuition and it also allows us to connect to our energy and our source of strength and hope. So it's really important to tap back into your ability to find hopefulness. It's it's really going to help you. It's going to help you take back your power. So welcome to the program. I'm Andrea Seidel. I'm the author of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. And I am here so that you do not feel alone through the process of loving someone with an addiction. Whether you are still with the addict in your life, whether it's a family member, or you know you have moved on from the addicted loved one in your life, I'm hoping that this is a wonderful resource for you to help you take your power back. And that's what this podcast is all about. So life force energy, it goes up and down. Tapping into our life force and our spiritual practices will really cultivate this sense of hope. And it is a really wonderful way that is very therapeutic and healing. It's a wonderful way to help us take our power back. So Spirituality can basically increase our ability to be compassionate, it can increase our mindfulness, and it can help us be kind to ourselves as well as others. So hope is that positive emotion that can bring so much peace into our lives, and that's what my wish is for you. So consider for a moment, think about how hopefulness has helped you in the past. So think back to a story where you felt really hopeful and you had a lot of hopefulness. Didn't it help you get through that really challenging 
situation or that struggle in your life. So owning this idea of really empowering or recognizing how hope has helped you in the past and how powerful it can be, it it's amazing. Think about also how hard it would have been if you didn't have hope in those challenging situations, right? Or when you feel hopeless, it makes you feel stuck. So this idea of hopefulness is so powerful in allowing us to move forward and not feel stuck. And it really is empowering actually to to really foster this hopefulness. So what would happen if you didn't have hope, right? You would probably just want to shrivel up or like, you know, go. I remember thinking and sometimes when I felt hopeless, I wanted to just pack all my things and disappear somewhere. (laughs) And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like I just, I'm exhausted. I just need to disappear for a while. And I felt really hopeless in those moments. And so hopefulness is a wonderful emotion we can cultivate. So it can help us. All right. So here's what we're going to talk about today. So see painful situations and experiences as a catalyst for growth, for change and enlightenment. So when we see painful experiences as an opportunity for growth or an opportunity for change, or even an opportunity for an enlightenment to really, you know, get to know ourselves on a deep level, it actually gives us hope. And so shifting and seeing our painful experiences from a different lens is really about owning your own healing. It's about owning the process that you you can take in order to take back your power. So you want to own your healing and focus on how your experience right now can foster potential growth, how you can foster potential, you know, change in your life or, or how you can even get to know yourself better, what your needs are, what your boundaries are, what is it that you value? So it's an opportunity to see things from a perspective or a different lens can really help build that hopefulness. So the other thing is, is that you, like, how, how can you describe your current situation or your recent challenges? You want to be able to describe them in a way that feels more powerful. So whatever you're going through, try to shift yourself into almost being like a hero of your own story instead of a victim and, and journal this response. So describing your current challenge or your recent struggles that you've been through and, and talk about it or journal it in a way that feels more powerful. And this is so powerful. So seeing your pain as a catalyst for potential change is a process of personal growth. It's a process of spirituality and development. So here are some more questions that you can ask yourself. What is your current state? You know, these are all journal prompts. You can journal this, you can write it down or just think about it. Um, so what is your current state? And then think about what is your desired state? How do you want to feel? How do you want to be? How do you wish to be? And then what you start thinking about is what is possible for you? What's possible? So what's your current state? How do you desire to be? And then what's possible for you? And then the next question, 
How do you get there? How are you going to get there? If you know what's possible and you know what your desired state, your desired state is, then you start to ask yourself, how can I get there? Tapping into your own personal responsibility, your own narrative and your own script around potential painful experiences or circumstances uh, in your life. And then the other question would be, what do you need? So what do you need in order to move closer to that desired state? And then also consider where are you going to go from here? So where you are right now, again, you know, I love self-compassion, honor yourself where you're at, give yourself some loving kindness, and then think about where you want to be. What's your desired state? What's possible for you? And then how are you going to get there? What are you needing in order to get there? So I love those questions because they really do get you thinking about being more than the, you're writing your own script, you're taking responsibility, you're advocating for yourself and your life, and you're taking back your power. I love this concept. So also in the book, Learned Hopefulness by Dan Tomasulo, he really does teach us that we have choices we can make. We can learn and we can make certain choices in order to learn this idea of hopefulness. So here are some of his suggestions that, you know, when we're confronted with a challenge or when we feel hopeless, you can walk yourself through these suggestions that he makes in his books and think about how you can cultivate these choices as habits, like make them habits. And these habits will help increase your hope. So here's what they are. So these are choices that we can make, um, and that can be very helpful in making us more hopeful. So a choice we can make is to see possibilities. So sometimes when you love someone with an addiction, you really do feel like your world is crumbling around you. It's hard in those moments to see possibilities. I can vouch for that firsthand. But one of the ways that we can cultivate more hopefulness and to be proactive and to show up in our life in a way that is hopeful and um, is to see possibilities. So challenge beliefs about your limitations. So any limitation that you feel in your life, you want to challenge those beliefs, challenge these limitations and try and see what's possible for you. Looking at all options, talking with friends and asking what are some other possibilities. So seeing possibilities is one of the choices that we can make in order to become more hopeful. So another one he talks about is adjusting your perception. So we can adjust our perception and we can transform our negative beliefs into hopeful ones. So sometimes you may be, and I know I, I caught myself sometimes feeling like, oh my God, poor me. Like I am getting no sleep here. I am up all night wondering where the heck this person is. Um, all these things da, 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 da. I felt really sometimes bad. And so Another way of adjusting our perspectives is to transform, you know, negative beliefs. So the negative belief I had about myself is that I'm not fun or I'm not sexy. My, my boyfriend doesn't even want to come in from the garage to be with me intimately. So like, oh my gosh, am I like not sexy or am I like, does he not want to be with me? Am I not fun? All those things. So in order to adjust this perception, I needed to transform those negative beliefs into hopeful ones, right? And hope for better things for myself and recognize that it's not about me really. And, and transforming those negative beliefs is a choice that we can make. So adjusting our perception, 
The other thing that he talks about too within his book, and one of the choices that we can make to become more hopeful is to shaping our feelings. So we have the ability to actually change a channel. We have the ability to like, okay, instead of going into the grievance story channel, we can go to a channel that's more like a love channel or a savoring channel or um, happy, happy on the beach channel. <laughs> so just like we change the channel on the TV, we can actually change the channel on our thinking. And so this is how we can shape our feelings. So we can cultivate more positive emotions. And how we do that is by recognizing where we're spending most of our time. And we want to spend most of our time cultivating positive emotions, and that will help us to become more hopeful. So the other thing he talks about too is exploring your strengths. So one of the amazing tools of building more hopefulness is to explore your strengths. So discover your best character qualities. Think about all those things that help improve your life. Think about those things that you're really good at that people reach out to you for, or think about what your best friend would say about you. These are your strengths. So tapping into your strengths becomes really crucial and it will help you build and discover more qualities about yourself that can help improve your life. And this is how we can become more hopeful as well. So the other element too that he talked about is creating micro goals. And so a micro goal, these are, this, this is so great. I love this one. So micro goals are little tiny goals that we can set for ourselves. So you want to set realistic mini goals because what they do is they're, they, they motivate you because you can see yourself accomplishing and you get this sense of achievement and that helps build more ideas of hope that you are going to meet these goals and, and reach these goals. So the idea is, is to not think so grandiose and big, although we can, but then breaking them down into these micro goals for yourself. And these realistic mini goals, what they do is they actually motivate you and make you feel more hopeful that you will actually reach your big goals. I love that one. So another one that he talks about is finding purpose. So I know this is sometimes hard to think about, um, but think about who are you? Like who are you, you know, in no one's looking. And what are your priorities in your life? What really matters to you? And this, when you do things that matter to you and you do things that are of priority to you for yourself, it's amazing how that brings a sense of purpose and it feels really good. And it actually helps you tap in and become more hopeful. So another choice that you can make is this idea of cherishing relationships and cherishing relationships will help you to be more hopeful. And that is what this whole community is about. And I hope if you haven't already join us in this private Facebook group that we have, Saving You is Killing Me, the private Facebook group, all the links are at my website as well. Um, so you can connect to others. So not just, you know, friends and family, but also other people that might be going 
going through something similar that you're going through. So connecting to others and learn how you can give to the community and be of service and also receive, receive support, receive and cherish these wonderful relationships. Those are the things that are going to make you feel more hopeful. Plus what really helped me is that I could see people that have gone through what I went through when I loved my addicted loved one that was in my life. And it really gave me a sense of hope for myself. And it was really powerful. So that's basically it, right? Seeing possibilities, adjusting your perception, shaping feelings and exploring your strengths, cultivating and creating those mini micro goals, and then finding some purpose and meaning and top, tap into your priorities, as well as cherishing those wonderful relationships. These are all things we can do when, when all else feels hopeless, personal growth and spirituality are really available to us. And it's amazing how it can help build this hopefulness. And you know what? It's amazing how the hope really does bring us peace. It connects us to our own heart and it allows us to connect to that innate wisdom and take back our power. So I hope you cultivate some hope and by enhancing your spirituality and really write your own script, connect with clarity and connection and trust in the flow in your life and just really delve into this idea of choosing to see these possibilities, choosing to cultivate hope and, uh, and it will help you in so, so many ways. Um, so that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy that you're here. I wish we were here on different circumstances, but, um, I'm so happy that we're here and we're able to, um, be together on this journey because I know how hard it is firsthand, um, what it's like to love someone with an addiction. So you're not alone. And that is the main message within this support group, this podcast, and my book. And I'm so grateful for you being here. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want additional support, you can head on over to my website at andreasidel.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone going through this struggle so that we can all work together to take back our lives and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes every single week so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs. Thank you for listening.